Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it. Yeah, I made sure we were recording this time. So that's cool. No, I was talking about Ingram. Oh, is he still alive? Is he still with us? Yeah. Um, oh, you put something on a screen. Didn't yeah, you? I gave him uh, six hours of twerking. Okay. So he gets to watch that during Guys Night Out. Can you twerk? No, I don't have those kind of skills. By the way, Chapter 20. No! The audio Fun Bag Podcast no! brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. NEI. USA.com since 1955. You can book them online 24-7 or just give them a call. 770-451-5057. Aren't we supposed to do like a cookie cake or something? Isn't that what Buck and John do? Is that what they do? Like every 20 episodes we get a cookie cake? Yeah. It's kind of an interesting concept. You are keeping track like Kincaid, by the way. Only because I have to enter this so it goes to Apple Podcasts and stuff. Are we on that? Yeah. We're like on that and Spotify and... You whatever porn. other stuff you porn and what are the, all the other ones where do you go for your exotic material los you already know where i go just the bank you just, just think go of, to the porn hub porn hub's like the the most giant place ever you think of my wife when you saw her boobies i saw the bottom half well like i have like some clear view and something where i go oh i will never forget that night no it was just like she was drunk we were all drunk, and she just decided, I'm going to go to bed. And she just pulled up her shirt for a second and went upstairs. And then we did the devil's triangle together. And then that's what you did. On my wife. Like, what part of the boob do you want to see? I would say the top is the is the sexiest part, that's right? That's the key, because when you just see the lower portion, it's more of just like, a, oh, that's a tease. Like, you, oh, whatever. Cool. Under cleavage. Cool, yeah. It's, it's a reason. If you can see it on TV, then that's not the part <laughs> you're really all like fired up about seeing. Like, have you ever seen a girl in a bathing suit where it's kind of hanging out of the bottom? Right. That's not attractive at all. No, that was kind of <laughs> kind of what I got. So, Sorry about that. No, Did you no, get any nip or anything? No, no. No was, nip? You know, you haven't known this for years? No, no I didn't no... know. I just assumed it was just full on boob. No. No, okay. it's just, it just a lower portion. No that's areola, all. huh? That's, that's I think, to it's me a, the most. It's a little disappointing because that situation doesn't happen often where a random woman is going to be a little bit topless and you go, oh, I'm going to, oh, I didn't see any. Okay. Oh, then whatever. I did that. It never gets old seeing booze, by the way. No, it doesn't. I did that to, you know, Mark, my best friend, Mark. Yeah. His wife, Ashley, was best friends with my ex, and they were living together at the time, and I go running into Ashley's room. I had to tell her something, I forget, and she is just stark naked, and I go, oh my God, and I turn like, I apologize, like this is not, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't do this on purpose, (laughs) and I turn just to look away, stare right into a mirror. Oh no. And so I got to see her boobs twice, once in a mirror and just once straight on. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something you'll never live down. You will always have this bond of, he saw me naked. And we both know it. And it doesn't matter, by the way. Like, if, if top and bottom are naked, my eyes are going straight to the boobs. Yeah. I don't care about what's down there. No, nope, whatever. You've all got that. I want to see your boobies. Yeah, you could have, like, uh, <laughs> something like was made by a magician down there. And I'm like, don't care. Zero cares <laughs> Right at to the boobies. So I was going to ask you, I guess, our first topic we were going to get into is... You got a haircut. Is that our first topic? If you want to. I Now, I, I ventured out the first time we were permitted Yay, to. Good for you, Los. And, uh... They, they called me in when it was time to go into the barbershop, did it at a American Barber, and that was station sponsor. See, good plug right there. Um, nice plug. Yeah, but uh, 
it, it was cool because it was only myself, the barber, um, who in this case was was masked and gloved. That's I, what I was going to ask. Uh, that, that's pretty standard with everybody. And then they were only accepting two people at a time into the store. Okay. So it's you, and then 15 feet away diagonally, maybe even 20 feet away, it's somebody else. So there's only four people total in the store at any one point that are getting it done, and then they rotate. So you get done with your person, they take a break, and the next barber comes in, and, and they just keep it moving that way. Because like most of America, at least men, were all kind of, Women, either their hair doesn't grow fast enough, or you just don't notice it because it's long already, but men, hell... Buck is, has Buck has fantastic hair. He looks like Mike Gundy right now. Like yes. it is rough. Look at me. But the whole point is my hair can kind of come and go. My eyebrows are out of control. <laughs> and that's the one thing like I don't touch them. I shaved them off once and mm-hmm. I was like I ain't touching them so you, again. Do you get them professionally taken care of then? Not professionally. Like she just takes a comb and like holds it up and uh, just runs it across. Okay. But I don't trust myself. I certainly don't trust Lisa. You can screw up my hair. My hair will grow back. Yeah. I can shave my head. My hair will grow back in 6 months. I walk around with no eyebrows. We have issues. This I think is similar to how my hair grows on my arms or on my face. I I don't get a lot of eyebrow stuff. It, it just, really? Yeah, like for me. They're very well done. It, well, I, I don't do anything to them. Really? Yeah, it's just when when one of them gets long or whatever, just falls out. You know, there's there's just not anything to it. And so... I look like that potato head etch-a-sketch, like yeah. Sam, that you would put the eyebrows on. Like, it gets terrible you, you, up there. It looks like you have, and this is not an insult. Caterpillars. Look, well, very drawn-in, prominent eyebrows. <laughs> Like it, it makes you no matter what you look like you're serious. Like like you should be an accountant. I look like a guess who character. Like does your person have bushy eyebrows? Hmm. I haven't thought of it. Is your person bald? You haven't played guess who in a no. while, have you? No, it's been I a long time. Love that game. I used to kick the shit out of people in that game. So yeah, it, and I it was a twenty two dollar haircut. You tip? I tip twenty bucks. Good for you. So yeah, it's it's not like a. Like they, as, as I was talking to him, it's been four or five weeks since he had income. So the the fact that we were working the entire time, it's all right. Um, I haven't. It's not like we've been out spending money anyway. So I had no problem with you know what you you've gone above and beyond. You've kept me very comfortable. Here's an extra twenty bucks. Well, we on the other hand, my family has been spending a ton of money because we're doing the backyard. Oh yeah, y'all are. I have found myself turning into a 12 or 14-year-old, probably 12, 14 is a little weird, it's too old at that point, into a 12-year-old boy. Like, there are trees coming down, and there are excavators and bulldozers, and they leave them back there. So in the middle of the night, like, I'm climbing into a bulldozer. Oh, you are? Oh, I'm not turning it yeah, on. Yeah, like, they can't. they can't take it back to any kind of, like, you know, a different site. Correct. So I'm jumping in there and, like, pretending I'm playing with the buttons and everything else. I'm going to end up breaking something, but it's cool as hell, man. Like, I really am an 8-year-old playing in the dirt with two bulldozers. I don't, there's certain things with guys. You put a basketball in a room with two guys, what happens? Someone starts dribbling. Right. It's going. You put a football in a room with Finnerin, someone's throwing that thing around. Right. You put a boy with a tractor and a bunch of dirt, and I'm just pushing it all around? There's two things that we've learned during this entire quarantine. One. I'm in the sandbox. That you can get a baby tiger for $2,000, and there's dudes all around there that are like, shit, yeah, give me a baby tiger for $2,000. Stimulus package. Sign me up. Also, if you happen to put a bulldozer in my backyard, I am going to climb on top of it. I might go over to your house to climb on top of it just to be like, I wonder if it's got a horn. I wonder if I can just turn it on. I'm not going to drive it. I'll just turn it on like, and turn it right off. You've had trees cut down in your backyard? Yeah. There's a tree just laying in my backyard, so what did I do? I didn't even know I had an axe. I just took an axe and just started hacking at it. Why? Because I could. Feel a little manlier? Because that's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. 
just I've been doing the go to the backyard, take the girls, let's go check out nature, which <laughs> I would never do if we had other options. My kids would rather, hey, uh, let's go to the jumpy house or let's go wherever, or let's go to let's go to the void. Instead, they're well, I ain't anything else to do, so let's go with dad to the nature walk. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day I was I was pushing over large pieces of wood and being like, stand on here, girls, let me take your picture. It's nature. So between that and you becoming officially a vegan, you've uh, you've been clip-clipped officially. You are so full of it. How long have you eaten vegan? Uh, let's see, since probably first week in January. Okay. <laughs> That's like three months. That's over three months. It is. But so you but are th- officially a vegan. Th- no, this is where you have a complete misunderstanding of this. Plus, if I date a guy for three months, guess what? I'm probably homosexual. What if you kiss one one time? That was a test to see <laughs> if he was homosexual. Oh, that if had, he was. Yes, that had nothing to there do was, with... There was no mutual test involved, we was there? We said we weren't getting into that story ever, but besides the point, if you do it for three months, like, your toe ain't in the water anymore, baby. You're, like, swimming in this thing. You are vegan, and just embrace it. Sit here on my couch. You are who you are, Los, and I accept this. No, because the, the vegan out there doesn't want you to eat any meat. At all. Have you eaten meat in three months? No, no, no. What I'm saying okay. is... Okay! No, no, what I'm saying is, he doesn't want you to eat any meat. I don't care. Guess what I made over the weekend? Hamburgers. You know why? Because my daughter's like, we'd really like to have hamburgers. I go, cool, I'll make hamburgers. You know what else I'm going to make this weekend? Probably some beer brats. I won't partake, but I, th- this is where it's different. I have no problem with anybody else eating anything else they want to. That is the the true vegan. I will only do this, and you should only do it too. I don't care what you eat. I'm just doing it because it's it's worked out for me from a standpoint of a pulmonary heart health. So to actually be a quote vegan, you got to live the lifestyle. So it's like being a Christian. Like you right. have to spread the word of vegan exactly. to other people. You can't. It, it, <laughs> you personally. You personally. I'm be, trying to save your colon. You personally being religious. Is not the same as being, I'm a hardcore Christian. Me eating vegan for a diet is not the same as being vegan. It's no longer a diet, by the way. It's a lifestyle. Three months is a lifestyle. But I'm I'm telling you, I'm not living the full lifestyle. You know what I can't wait to do? I was thinking about it over the weekend. We had some really, really big does that wandered through my backyard. Okay. And I thought, man, next year's the year. I'm going to get my hunting rifle. I'm going to... Well, no, take you, one of those out. You can't shoot in a neighborhood, Lowe's. Well, no. Now, here's the here's the thing about living where we live. There is a area of about 300 acres that's within about two or three miles from the house. Yeah, that, it's a golf course. That you can actually hunt on. I'm going to get out there, and I'm going to harvest one of these bad boys. Now, you tell me how vegan slash Christian that is. It's not. I'm just telling you I'm eating this way. I'm not buying into it some lifestyle. I accept you for who you are. And I would like you to come out of the vegan closet, and one of these days, we can throw a little coming out of the closet party for Los that you are a vegan, and we all embrace it. We all accept you for who you are. Can I give you a, another discussion of a health choice? Sure. Change the topic. No. Did you see the story out of France <laughs> and why there's a run on nicotine over there? Damn right I did. So if you haven't paid any attention to global events As and- I pack myself another COVID bomb right there, here. There you go. This is my COVID shield. <laughs> So the story out of France is that they started to do more mass testing. And one of the things they noticed uh, in terms of their coronavirus outbreak was that uh, users of nicotine were less likely 
to have to deal with the virus. And they were also recovering quicker. And the reason why is what the scientists and the research and the doctors had found. Is Tell that me more. It was more difficult for the virus to cling to the cells and then start messing with them. That if there was nicotine uh, available in the bloodstream, that it was kind of a, a, a defense against it. And so you then had a run on these people. They weren't looking to go buy cigarettes, but the run on nicotine patches mm-hmm. throughout France, they've had to tell people, stop, enough, no more. Because people are basically wearing patch. Typically, people that don't smoke, people that don't dip, people into whatever, and they're like, give me a patch. I'm going to throw it on for a few weeks, and we'll see how this goes, just so I have this in my bloodstream. You and I have been very far ahead on, you know what? I can't wait to have a cigar this weekend. Throw a dip in. Here we go. This is our defense system. I'm just going to say, like, back in the 40s when you were smoking in hospitals, like, the doctor would come in and you'd light up basically ready for the baby. There was no SARS. There was no COVID back then, baby. It was different stuff. We need to go back to them. Are you talking about, like, smoking around the children and everything else? Yeah, we need to go back to those times. But There was no COVID. This is why I was joking around on Twitter when somebody would do the, well, maybe you should, uh, uh, you went to uh, go get your hair cut. You probably killed somebody. I was like. Yeah, but I'm in shape. Maybe I should start smoking. Like, wouldn't that be putting up all the defense shields? I don't. I don't need you attacking me. For no, I'm not, no, no, I'm not attacking you. Obese. I'm attacking the random person who uh, thinks that because I went to go get a haircut and help somebody out economically, that I've somehow signed somebody else's death warrant. That's not science. Isn't that the deal? We're we're actually following science. I just like the idea that this thing that I've been doing for years and you guys are telling me is going to kill me. Could be a good defense. Yeah, turns it on you. What do you think now, John Kincaid? I'm not going to come to your funeral one I'm day when you do die this of cancer. Instead, it's like, here, well, you know what? Try, try this heater, John. It'll help you. I've been building up an immunity the entire time, John, for what I knew was coming, and you're not. Now, this is episode 20. Mm-hmm. By episode 23, everyone's going to be like, <sighs> <laughs> pack of Marlboros, or what am I doing here? What, do, what, what would I, what would I do here? How do you about, think? Do you think the cowboy killers, like the Reds, like does that fend off COVID even better than like a than like a light, like a cool, like a menthol? I, I think that like if you, a Parliament if light. You and I aren't doctors, but if we were going to play them, we'd say, hey, if you're gonna choose to partake in this portion of science. Maybe not use the cowboy killers. No, go all like, in. Like, like, find yourself a little parliament and just be like, all right, I got a parliament. No, because like a, a, a Marlboro Red, that basically <laughs> kills me. So imagine what everything. it does to COVID. I have never even tried one of those just because. Really? Yeah. I just remember I had a, a friend of mine that that's all he would smoke. And I, just the smell and the look of it and, and, and seeing whenever he would grab a little bit too much and instantly uh-huh. turn green. I'm like, yep, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. The only thing I've ever done harder was when I was 16 in California, we would roll our own cigarettes because mm-hmm. it was cheaper. Hell. Yeah, they're very expensive for the taxes. Back in like 2000, a pack of cigarettes was like seven, eight bucks out in California. That was 20 years ago. So we would buy our own tobacco and we'd sit there and that's how I got so good at rolling. But we would roll our own cigarettes because it was A, cheaper. We thought it was better for us, but... Surprise, surprise. Not having a filter is not better for you, Los. That's what I've heard. It's not a good idea if you want to defeat the COVID. Unless, yes, unless you're trying to defeat the COVID. Then you know what? Go filterless. So right now, this is where the did you know sign comes on the over. The more you know. Children boom, out there, boom, boom, boom. start smoking. You've suggested this before. I'm talking to you, Maddie Medina. I'm not endorsing that. What I will say is that if the science is there in France the way it is, 
you might want to get a nicoderm patch. If it if it truly does come out, try like, a little chew. I know I know we've had <laughs> we've had so many different theories of yeah. the hydroxycodone or whatever it, the it, hell it, it is. changes. About the only thing we've had that was been consistent is size because of the stuff that goes along with it and uh, age with with immune issues. You've got UV lights being talked about or this or that. What if it really is nicotine? Like. How much would that spin the medical world on its head upside down that, oh my God, this thing we've been saying is bad. Okay, sorry. Nicotine is not bad for you. Long-term use, (laughs) it it ain't going to work out right. You mean this sign right here that says, warning, this may cause mouth cancer. Yes, that that part would be a little bit more concerned. But if you're looking for a, hey, I just want to add in another layer of defense. If they're able to prove that it is. (laughs) It's like a condom. Right. You'd be like. Anybody got any chew? Like, what do you got? She's on the pill, but you know what? Like, I'm going to be double safe. Yeah. Just because you never know. Wrap this thing up. Uh, That's the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, all brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics, 770-451-5057. When we get back after this very quick and hilarious break. Way to sell it. I did. I'm selling the break. I'm teasing the break. (laughs) Like, you actually have to listen to the fun audio during the break. Buck does that quite a bit. Coming up next, a commercial. A commercial. The (laughs) 2 o'clock hour. He always pays it off, though. The 2 always comes. He's not lying. It's just a clock. It's it's coming around the corner. (laughs) We'll talk about the biggest trend that we've gotten into and what is not appropriate with it. That's next. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. And Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. We've been holding on to this for months because Jim Powell was doing spring training baseball. And in the middle of a play, I guess he got excited, something happened. And if you've never seen a spring training baseball game, I mean, you're right. You're just sitting basically just above the stands in a small stadium. Apparently, from what we've heard, he knocks the microphone out of the booth and then has to reel it back in with his hands. This is what it sounded like. And just punched out Chris Heisey on three pitches. Grounded up the middle. (laughs) Sorry, we had a microphone malfunction. I didn't even touch it. It just fell off the stand. Wow. I guess it's spring training for the microphone stands. Do you remember those machines back in the 80s, like before we had the hand dryers that were just towels just sitting at a rest stop that like, it was the same towel we were all using. You would just pull to a different spot that was dry. I don't, but it sounds really gross now. (laughs) Audio Fun Bag Podcast, Chapter 20, all brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. So I was going to bring this up with you. We found that it was kind of successful during the NFL draft to do these Zoom chats that initially we were talking about these elaborate setups and what we were going to do. And then the technology started falling apart with what we were using. We decided, all right, let's throw together a Zoom chat and we'll just have a bunch of people from the station. We'll broadcast that. What he means is Nernie's internet crashed the entire thing. Continue. Something along those lines. (laughs) Well... I think it was Nernie. I know you do. It was either Nernie or it was Zeno. Because Can't be Lowe's. It couldn't be. <laughs> I'm hardwired into into my computer. I'm not using Wi-Fi. And my download speed was like 930 megs, and my upload was like 550. I'm like, why are we having this problem? It is not me. <laughs> I don't have a bandwidth issue. Dude, stuff goes wrong. We it handled did. it. So let's talk about 
what we found in best practices as far as what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, because Thursday night in the first round, somebody just decided they're just going to pull off the bottle and take the shirt off, and I don't know if they got really reprimanded or if they just got a talking to from management. Who are you I talking was cur- about? I was curious about if somebody could tell me a, a story about whether or not they got in any kind of trouble. Yeah. You talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. are the only one who got <laughs> naked during the broadcast. I didn't get naked. I kept my pants on. But look, we're at home. Sorry, you got topless. What do you do at home? You, you undress? You kind of get in your underwear? You sit in your comfy little lounger and you put your hand down your pants? Then you wrote 680 on your chest. Because management texted me and said, hey, you have to have 680 paraphernalia on. And so... I showed the man what's up, and I wrote 680 on my chest. Here was the problem. I thought I was outsmarting the system, so I wrote 680 backwards. Right. Apparently, computers are smarter than me, and they actually mirror our image. And so I actually wrote 680 backwards, and it came up as 086. <laughs> so that didn't work out. But you know what? It all made sense Like when I was halfway through that bottle of Makers. I tried to explain to people. Or my hard... Vodka icy freeze. They actually were bringing up, is, is he really going to get through that whole bottle? I was like, yes, he will. I'm like, <laughs> I I, I'm not kidding. I was like, we've been on these calls before. He will get a good amount of that bottle down. I had a good time on that. Look, you, Zeno, Nerny, hell, Buck at one point. Like, yep. y'all are trying to have serious NFL draft conversations. And I just wasn't down for that. <laughs> I wanted to mix it up. Like, I remember at one point, everybody's just making jokes or, like, innuendos or things like that, and Buck's pulling out his big board. He's like, no, A.J. Terrell, I'm telling you, he's got good hip size. He's got a good movement here. And we just all talked over Buck. I then really enjoyed Friday because Friday turned into the first the first pick in the second round. Marlon Davidson, it was mostly legitimate. Like, we'd all just started with a few drinks. At this point, I'm, like, two in. I'm like, all right, we're having a good time. The pick goes off. The Falcons aren't going to be picking again for like another 90 minutes or so. Turned into happy hour. Yeah, I got back. And at this point, I'm like five or six in. And so I'm already like, woo! I show up, and now it's not only turned into everybody waiting for the pick, but it's like sales staff, Jason Butt from The Athletic, Wes Blankenship, all these different people where we're, how the hell, what the hell did we do? And it sure enough, it turns out like we just turned it into everybody's having a drink. Invite whoever you want. That's all it was. And we just, Brent Rollins comes over from PFF, and we just all kind of started screwing around. And the draft was just going on in the background, which is which is what a good time is. Like, if you're hanging out at a bar, guess what? The game is going on in the background. You're entertaining yourselves. You're having a drink. You're having a good time. Yeah, our, uh, I'll, I'll keep her name out of here on this podcast, but Kathleen, once she joined from our sales staff. I thought you were keeping her name out. The amount of people, because her first and last name were on the chat. So she said the amount of people that were hitting her up on you know, Instagram and everything. Else, she's like, oh my God. Like, yeah, that is that is the power of the fan. Because her background was not the appropriate background. She was laying in bed talking to us at like 11 o'clock <laughs> and, and dressed like somebody who was dressed at 11 o'clock. And that was enough for all of our... Because you know everyone who was listening was also drinking too. They're Correct. like, hey, hey. And also as well, what do you do when you're a single guy and you haven't been to a bar in five months or been out anywhere or been able to have any kind of contact with anybody? Yeah, you go, oh, female. 
<laughs> okay. It, it looked like one of those rooms where it's like, you want to go to the private room? You got to pay extra for that. <laughs> like, it looked like everybody else has the backdrop like an NFL insider. Like, you've got the built-in bookshelves behind you and everything else. And then there's Kathleen sitting on a bed. It looked like you were in the home of one of those, well, you know the websites I'm talking about. And so it was just, it was a little... It was a little different, and every horny teenage guy jumped on. The first thing I see in the chat, because I can only watch the chat. I hadn't joined the room yet. The first nine comments, do you know what they were? What are you wearing? 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 As, are you wearing? as soon as I jumped in, it then turned into, especially with her, but then everything was, what are you wearing? Are you with man? Want to <laughs> see my dong? <laughs> Which are all drops that I've probably said over the last like five or six years that you've rediscovered a love for, and you're like, ooh, I will use these whenever I can when we have a guess. That's the point of a drop. I know, and it works. What are you wearing? Want to see my dong. Want to see my dong. Are you with man? And I don't, I don't even know the context of me saying, because it's not want to see my dong, it's want to see my dong. <laughs> it's totally different. All right, the other thing that if this podcast has ever delivered us or any kind of audio that would be fun... Have you listened back to the last one where you pinched your finger until it was bleeding? Have you heard the screaming yelp you make? Yeah, it really hurt, though. <laughs> it's bleeding! <laughs> it was bleeding. <laughs> Speaking of the draft, what did you think of Goodell? Because there, with all the commissioners we have in all the leagues now, whether it's Adam Silver, Goodell, or whoever else, what is it, Rob Manfred? Rob Manfred. Goodell, I actually thought, came off kind of pretty good in this situation. I don't know why, like... Silver to me, He's, he looks like a penis. He looks, like he looks just he like looks one, like Mister Bigglesworth <laughs> he, he from does. the Austin Powers series. So I could never see Silver coming off. I could never even see David Stern rest in peace. But I could never see him coming off. And I actually like Stern as a commish. But I thought Goodell actually came off kind of good in this situation. I thought he played it smart in that the very first round he did the, outfit changes in the opening part. Remember, it was. I'm the commissioner, and I will stand at this TV, and I will try and pump up the crowd, and I will try, <laughs> and none of it's working. Nope. It's all awkward. Then he starts to realize, I'm going to go through the wardrobe change. Still, kind of like a Mr. Rogers purple version, still not working. And it wasn't just a matter of going, man, I need to relax this thing down a notch. <laughs> like, let me get a gummy, let me get a drink, and the more chill I am, the more America's going to be chill with me. And once he figured that out, like, sit back a little bit, take it easy... Then it started to work. That's what it looked like. It looked like an hour after you took your edible and like, this ain't going to hit. Oh, oh boy. boy. Here we go. With and the 44th pick. <laughs> it, it just kind of looked like a fireside chat with Goodell, though. And I kind of enjoyed that part. Like the, the most uncomfortable was when he was standing and trying to turn around and get the crowd pumped and everything else. When he was just sitting in his chair, just lounging like you and I in our living room, that was cool to me. That's what works in these chat rooms. When we're doing these Zoom chats or anything else, it you have to be... Shirt off. That's why I did it. The more chill you are, the better things go for everybody. So I highly encourage, choose chill. Don't get too dressed up. Don't take it too seriously. Like, I'm going to be a little bit bothered that in my next one I don't have homeless head. Because <laughs> my hair has looked completely homeless. I've worn a hat in all of them. And the one time somebody had, uh, ended up tweeting me, he's like, your hair's ridiculously long. I'm like, yes, it is. So what? Deal with it. We're all kind of going through this. Just just relax. Goodell, he learned by, he learned by the third day. Don't take it serious. He just went along. I actually, I wouldn't say respect is the right word, but you know what? He moved the needle a little bit for me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe he is kind of a homely guy now. I think it, it worked. By the time they got to 
second, third round, it, and, and into the draft, it was, you know what? Okay, we've got a best practice here. If we ever have to do anything like this ever again, and their TV numbers were ridiculous, how, how big of a deal it was. If they ever have to do anything else like that, they need fireside Roger, not Commissioner Roger. You think that was his real house, or you think it was a stage? Yeah, it kind of felt that way, didn't it? Yeah, nobody's basement looks just like... I don't know why, like with the... With the rich mahogany and oh, the little... Oh, it smells of rich mahogany <laughs> the, and they, bourbon. They, it's like they almost brought in a consultant group of like, how can we make your home look the best for TV? We understand that you make 24 to $34 million <laughs> per year. <laughs> he could have looked like what Kingsbury. Do we, what do we do to make sure it, it, you look a little <laughs> bit more down to earth? Like, should we remove the golden toilet seats? The little giraffes running around? Should we make sure and put them away? Do me a favor, Roger. Don't shave tonight, okay? Because tomorrow I want you to have a little scruffy look. It'll it'll play well with the 35 to 54-year-old men. All right, coming up next, we'll talk about what Hoyt really wants to know about. Love. Butt stuff. In a time of corona. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. And Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. When I go through that show, I will basically eliminate all of the commercials, and I just look for places where, what, do they? are they off the air? Like, there's just a, a dead spot right there. Uh, it's cut five we're trying to talk about. <laughs> it's not the one we're trying to talk about. This is when they were having a, session, a discussion about Alabama football. Uh, Westy just finishes up a point, and so Buck takes over and makes a statement, and for some reason... Nobody said anything. And Kincaid was telling me this week that Alabama has covered in four of the six games they've played this season. A lot going right for Alabama these days. With this new offense, though, Westy, what do you think? I mean, it's a different look when you check out Alabama's offense these days. You're gonna hit your Audio mentions. Fun bag. You're gonna hit your mentions and all that, but I want to get back to something. Chapter so twenty. Do that professional stuff. Hard ice vodka freezies and Norman's Electronics Inc. Give them a call seven seven zero four five one fifty fifty seven or book their service online twenty four seven right there at the website neiusa.com. Yeah, I think we are gonna get in trouble because yeah, we're in his room. The man who sits in there, I know, has been taking. The most precautions. I know. I'm gonna have to wipe his stuff down. Like, there's only one person right now in the office who's wearing a mask. I know. Every day. I know. He's not gonna be happy. Don't say anything, please. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just saying that we need to be respectful. And I'm gonna wipe everything like, down. We'll, we'll remove the microphone cover and we'll leave it the way we found it. Oh, I'm gonna burn it. I'm gonna burn the mic cover. I actually brought him uh, Lysol. <laughs> burn the mic. On, on Monday, I brought him Lysol. Like he, he looked at me and I was like, you're not going to find it anywhere else in the building. So I brought it for you. And he just goes, thank you. It was a peace offering. Thank you, man. No, it was just a, a hey, I know you're concerned. Because I you, know you're neurotic. Here's a gesture. <laughs> he, they haven't left. He hasn't really left his house in five weeks. So it's different with you and I. We've kind of gotten used to all the, the regulations and where you stand and how you go through a line. Like you and I understand how to get in and out of Home Depot. Like where you have to go stand and where you have to do and all these sorts of things. If you haven't experienced that for five weeks, I got a, I got a friend of mine that I follow on Twitter. She says, "Oh, I was on the Autobahn today, and by that it was I was on 400." She she hadn't driven anywhere in five weeks, so it's it's different. It's different for a lot of people. And and one of the things I think is different is love. You can't figure out what to do with your wife now that she's like, can we do something? What do you what do you go out and do? Well, because yeah, you and I have had the normalcy of still coming to work. She's work from home. She always works from home. 
but she's never been forced to work from only home and only be in the house. Like, she can go get out. She can go play tennis. She can go drink with the girls or play... Is it Bunko? Is that what they play? They play Bunko. It's mostly Drinko. It just happens to be wrapped around a game that they all pretend is important. They roll dice or something. I don't know. I, yeah. they, they roll bones in the <laughs> they, corner they and they're bones. throwing dollars. But either way... Burn me another one! Either way, like, she she goes, I need a date. And I'm like, well, where the hell are we supposed to go? Like, every guy, I think, has a date night with his wife. You know, sure. I, I'm not like Kate. I don't plan it out years and years in advance oh, or anything. He's, but he's got dates and dates and dates. We'll go out on a Friday night and go get Mexican and go have a couple drinks and then we come home and then Annie's already put the kids to bed. And, you know, it's, it's whatever. You just right. let loose. We have not had that opportunity to let loose. It's been dining in. Okay, put the kids to bed. Okay, now we're exhausted. Now, not, There has not been that ability to date. And I know I'm speaking from a point of a married man, so at least like... I got it at home. You know, if I really want it, I've got it at home. But, like, even the, the single guy, how is he dating in all of this? You can't. The, the thing that I go back to is that it's almost, in my opinion, it's almost a little easier if you're single because then you don't have the kid factor that, that takes up the tension at home. Uh, you're not having to deal with somebody that you're seeing all the time because as, as much as we want to say, I've been married for this long to my wife, typically I don't see my wife until Saturday, Sunday, and a couple hours each day, it, and it's different. Now, when you're with each other every single moment in this time, it, it, it raises the factor of, of being a little bit uh, being a little bit frustrated. Well, it works like that for children too, because as funny as it is to say, you don't see your children that much. They're at school, whatever. Yep. You know, you get home at five, and then you see them from five to whenever they go to bed, and then you see them in the morning. It's that nice break. Well. My wife hasn't had a break from children for five weeks other than, you know, the nanny gets them, but they're constantly there, constantly, constantly, constantly. And so I have not figured out quite yet how to date my wife, if that makes sense. Like, I feel it's like over the top cheesy, like, I'm going to get you a meal and we're going to eat at the dining room table and we'll pretend it's a date and I'll light a candle. Like, that just seems so lame to me. Can I give you a tip? Find what would be kind of normal for y'all. Doesn't have to be special. Doesn't have to be... We went and spent this amount of money on this meal. We and don't we do that this. anyways. I, I, I we know, go to I know. Mexican and we get margaritas and get drunk and go home. That's that's the idea. Now remember, we're probably not going to have Uber for a while either. Then I flop on her. Right. Yeah. Uh, you just go like here. I'm going to dead fish you now. <laughs> Come here. Uh, but I think you just got to find something, something that's normal. You know, Mexican food. There's there's a place that I was told about how they were spacing everybody out uh, every three tables. So that's quite a bit of distance between families that are in there. Now, I, I get it. You might be a little bit concerned about it. You might be a little whatever. There's going to be a point where you got to get out anyway. That's just how it's going to be. There's not going to be there's not going to be an all clear or some magic button or anything else like that. So it's more of a matter of go support places where they are following the guidelines and get your meal in. Then get something else in. I'm going to dead fish you right here. How many times does she have to like roll you over and just say like, okay, wake up, Brian. There was one really bad time where I was like, I swear it works. I, it was early on in the relationship, too. I'm like, I swear it works. It's not you, honey. This is it's more the bourbon than anything else the, the right now. The whiskey D is real. It's, and when it's it happens, the worst thing in the is. world, man. It's so embarrassing. It, it is worse than like the idea of like, I'm so drunk, I can't get this thing up. No, no, no. That's not what happens. It's It doesn't stop. No. Nope. And she is not. Women can <laughs> act like it. Uh, you know, on TV, oh, he went all night. No woman wants you on top of her all night. Nope. No. And, and on a side note, do they understand it? Like, do women actually understand the the 
the physiological yes. issue of having a disconnect between your penis and the rest of your body? Because <laughs> the no. rest of my body is like, yeah! and then my wing is like, <laughs> and I'm like, wake up, do your thing right. Now, now the fun part is because we're all done except for you. It's working. <laughs> it is. But it ain't talking to anybody. It's almost like like it is speaking Spanish and the rest of your body is speaking English and it's just it's it's Ronald Acuña. It's like no sé. No sé. It's like when you put the car on cruise control when you're ¿Qué? taking a long trip and it just, ¿Qué? <laughs> it just keeps going but you don't go anywhere. No sé. What are you al baño? You're like, "I wake up. Come on." You do know Spanish. I know a little bit of Spanish. That was three years of, of high school Spanish. Banya was bathroom. Yeah, that was, can I use the restroom? Okay, fair enough. And hey. then there's el mono no le gusta y zapatos, which means the monkey does not like to wear the shoes. Yeah, I know. Why would I come up with that? So back to the whole trucker thing. So you never saw those towels no, that did I, that? No, I saw the novelty condoms, but never those. Okay, imagine a towel in a gym that everybody would share, but you keep pulling on the towel... And it keeps coming out, which gets me to my next point. The cologne at a truck stop. Do people actually buy that? Because they had to. You had to buy condoms. There was always lube at a truck stop for some reason because truckers are tight and they need lube. <laughs> there were there was cologne. In the women's bathrooms, there are obviously women's products for them. And I, I get that you're in a pinch. You need that. You pull out your 50 cents and you get your pad or whatever you got going on. But for guys, were guys actually buying cologne at truck stops? Yeah. Really? Or else it wouldn't be sold there. The, have you ever seen the the trucker's life? I, I was watching a, a, a TV special when they were showing, you know, how these guys have to go around. I started thinking to myself, how much harder would it be to be a trucker right now if you didn't have the restaurant options, the overnight accommodations, the showers available, all that sort of stuff that you normally have on your route? A lot of that's not available. So now they're having to supply up as best they can wherever is open. And take it with them. So when you say like, oh, they have cologne? Yeah, at a certain point, if you're pulling, you know, uh, hey, I'm doing 72 hours, I'm doing 96-hour run, you might go, man, this ball sack smells bad. Like, I got I to gotta clean this thing up a little bit. Don't you bring that cologne with you? You never know when you run out. By the don't, way. Haven't you run out on anything on the road? Yeah, I guess so. But then you just buy another bottle of cologne. You pull the 18-wheeler into Macy's, you know, you go into the cologne section and, and you buy it. And that's what they do. They just, just happen to do it at the places that they're familiar with. When they drive through a town, they're not going, you know, there's a Macy's over there on 4th. They're going, where's the stop? Where's the the RJs or whatever else? There are the coolest stops. When we did the RV tour with Frank Duffy a couple times, he finds some of the cool... Because Frank will take the RV to like those legit trucker stops. Right. They have like multiple showers and it's got a diesel area for just the trucks and it's got a sitting room for just the truckers to watch TV and everything else. I'm always like that lifestyle looks so cool where like you're showering with the other guys and you're getting all soaped up together and then you sit down and you watch an episode of like TGIF or Full House and then you you hit the road again for another 12 hour ride and then you stop at the next one and and get your coffee and you kind of do the whole like you know yeah hey we'll see ya. Like we sat down and I don't think you were there. We sat down at like a restaurant. I'm talking a sit-down restaurant in the gas station. Like they served you up uh, country fried steak and you sit there with your mashed potatoes and then you go in and take a shower. I saw a guy come out like stereotypical trucker, massive beard and just like moles and freckles all over him. I'm just using the bathroom. He comes out in a towel just swinging soap on a rope and just, yeah, just finish my my run or whatever the hell they t- whatever the hell they do. That's what they do. 
They do a it's, run. It's a lifestyle. It looks so cool. Well, listen, if... if uh, like, when I retire, some people go to Boca. Like, I want to be a truck driver. You want to go do a truck driver? I do. I'm going to do 72-hour runs. I don't know why that seems cool. Like, you know, you throw the wife in the back. You Okay, I've long said that if, if I get to a point of retirement, like, I, I think we'll still be doing some form of broadcasting no matter what. Broadcast from your truck. Do the podcast on the road in the truck. You could do that. I want to. I need to find a place where I can do it, like from a beach or from like a uh, a broadcast location, either in the house or close to the house, where it's like I'm going to go run over the local radio station and, and go do a show for for my, my seven buck an hour. Yep. And and here's my here's my golf and drinking money for the weekend. That's what I'm going to do. And then you run the rig to the next town. In that case, that's exactly what you're going to do. They know where all the good stops are, too. They sure do. The right. glory holes and things like that. Are we playing like an audio fun bag moment? No, we're done. Oh we're all finished God. up. They're going to be so pissed I it was know. just us Well, time. we did the entire last uh, 20 minutes with an audio fun bag last time, so this was just some content we hadn't gotten to yet. No, they're going to be so pissed that it was just us. They don't even listen for us. You're right. Take, a, take us out. Take us out where? Are we done? Are we really not doing a fun bag thing? Sign us off. Now? Do your thing. Bye-bye. Shiny, happy people calling. I don't know the words. Shiny, happy people falling. Shiny, happy people loving other shiny people.